Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Amplify Your Business. Today, I'm talking to two entrepreneurs who, in a way, were unlikely tech entrepreneurs. And so they are taking the tech world and the VR world by storm. They've created a very interesting company called VR Pathways, which we're going to get into in a moment. But first, I want to welcome Daniel Bragg and Leanne Brownoff to the show. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Hi, Lance. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much for joining. And so to start off, I always like to ask my entrepreneurs, what is it that you think every entrepreneur needs to know? And if you could narrow it down to three collectively, that would be great. Okay. Well, Who wants to go first? You want to jump in? <laughs> sure. Um, I, well, many, many different points, but uh, one of the first, the first two things that I think of is awareness. An entrepreneur really has to be totally aware of what's going on in the world, um, what they bring to the table, what the world is experiencing, because what ties to the next point is relevance. Whatever you're doing, how relevant you can be is going to be a really important starting point. Um, Danielle, did you have some other points that you want to add to that as well? Yeah, I think uh, maybe not piggybacking on your comment, but the thing that I think sticks out the most for me, Lance, is um, not being afraid to fail. Um, you know, mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, you're going to fail over and over and over again. But through that failure comes growth if you're willing to look at it from a different perspective. And, yeah. um, and certainly it can be disappointing. But you know what? It's the entrepreneurs that hang on until they got nothing else to hang on. Those are the guys yeah. that actually have that actually grow successful businesses. Yeah. And so this isn't the first venture that the two of you have uh, been involved with, but the first one that you've done jointly, is that correct? Yes, correct. 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 Okay. So, so a lifetime of entrepreneurship on both sides then? Correct. Uh, not quite. I've, I've had some experiences that were in, um, in hospital healthcare uh, from that perspective, pharmaceuticals, uh, business government, but within the last 20, 15 years, um, I have been a business coach. And that was, that was the beginning of the various stages of being an entrepreneur. On the other hand, Danielle has some wonderful experiences that have been more um, lifelong approaches. So, so I think, uh, Danielle, you said that uh, you've had many, many ventures. And so can you, can you tell us when you started uh, your entrepreneurial journey and, and how many have you had along the way? Honestly, as soon as I was walking, <laughs> I was the guy that was selling anything I could to my uh, to my friends, to my family. Gosh, I've sold everything from, and I'm talking about my own businesses, from water to people to uh, numerous different things. Most of my entrepreneurial experience, though, does come in um, within the recruitment field. Um, and I also have a, uh, a not-for-profit that takes people into uh, garbage dumps in um, well, across the world, really, and we pull those people out of the garbage and we feed them and we clothe them and we help them uh, build homes. Um, so that's, oh, I guess, as, as even as a not-for-profit, I guess it's essentially was a startup because we founded it. So yeah, this is yeah. Uh, this is not my first, probably my third or fourth. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, uh, I think that it's going to be really fascinating to dig into your business, which is VR Pathways. So tell me a little bit about what it is that you're trying to solve with this particular venture. Yeah. 
Well, the um, the thing that we noticed, uh, and Daniel and I have known each other for many, many years, and we'd get together and chat about our businesses, life, kids, family, whatever was going on in our world. And uh, it came, our conversation started coming around the point of how stressed our clients were, how stressed our staff was, how stressed the, um, you know, the clients of our clients were. And um, as I had had talked to Danielle about people are hiring me to come up with strategies for their businesses. When I started implementing those strategies, the challenges were the people were coming in from, you know, their, their homes that they already had some stress happening at the breakfast table, the commute to the office. By the time they started their day, they were already at, at such a high level of anxiety. And then the day as it unfolded, there were things that at very stressful meetings or phone calls or things that just weren't going their way. As those things were eroding over and over, um, the economy, questions about all sorts of things, we were seeing people becoming more of shadows of themselves as opposed to really mm. living life. And I could provide lots of strategies but it's the people that were going to have to be implementing it. And I was really concerned. And Danielle was sharing that some of her experiences were similar. So, um, yeah, yeah, very much so. You know, when people, um, you know, when people are not fully, func fully functioning from a cognitive perspective, you know, it affects so much more than just performance. It affects, well, it all affects performance, but it affects problem solving. It affects your tolerance level. You know, it, it ties into every aspect of life. So, so really, when we formed a VR Pathways, it was about what is the quickest and most effective way to change the brain? How can we give people the relief that they need to be able to take them out of a stressful situation and be able to get them back to a place of fully functioning cognitive behavior, cognitive thinking? Mm -hmm. And that essentially was the foundation for how we formed the company, why we formed the company. Yeah. And so what I find fascinating is you shared with me before we hit the record button that you started this uh, just before the pandemic had started. And so you yeah. were noticing that need at that point. Yeah. And I mean, since the pandemic, I don't know if there's a topic that's more discussed than mental health and just all the challenges that we've been having, um, you know, through it. And as we're coming out of it, those problems haven't really dissipated at all. And so um, I would imagine just from a timing standpoint, this business was was just ripe for growth. Absolutely. Um one of the things that we 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 were looking at the the studies that were out there to see what what are if what we're experiencing was that just isolated were other people in the world experiencing this so we talked to other business owners we talked to psychologists we started actually realizing that there was a bigger problem and that we were really excited about digging in and finding out but this was as you said before covid we saw all this and the, the statistics were saying back then one in five individuals will experience mental health issues or have been diagnosed with a mental health issue in Canada. And that was the same in other countries. That was the same in the US. What we found out though, is that those are people who have gone to a therapist and have been now put into the system. What about the other four that never went to the therapist? Is that yeah, the exactly. fact that they needed help? So it was one of those situations where one in five, oh man, everybody we talked to, somebody knew somebody who needed some help very, very quickly. The numbers now since COVID has, has gone through the, the world is one in three. And we're still looking at it going, I don't think the world gets it. The other three, the other two are still needing help. So um, what we are seeing is a, more of an awareness, a greater awareness to the situation. 
uh, the discussion is definitely there. And yeah, it's, it's a problem that's not going to go away on its own. So now is this something that uh, you're targeting a certain segment of the population? Are you tar- targeting businesses? Are you targeting individuals? What, what is the uh, target market for this? That's such a great question. And we get asked this question all the time. And, you know, truthfully, we could say anyone who's ever experienced any form of burnout, anxiety, depression, yeah. anger, grief, anything, this is a good and, and potentially a great product for them. But, um, you know, we are um, obviously we have a we have a business strategy like any uh, like any business does. And so our, uh, our point of entry into the market has been businesses. Um, so that we can help increase that productivity and can obviously decrease things like absenteeism and performance. So that's our starting point. We have also had clinicians knocking on the door. Um, you know, mm-hmm. for we have um, some of the work we do is cognitive behavioral, most of the work we do is actually cognitive behavioral therapy within virtual reality. But mm-hmm. uh, we also have a section that does phobia therapy, but that is would be under the guidance of clinicians. So I would say that that's probably iteration number two, but we have and are in the process of developing out uh, certain products and they came to us. We didn't go to them. You know, they were looking for tools to speed up treatments with their patients or their clients. And you can't simulate an airplane taking off when you've got somebody who's afraid of heights. You can't simulate that to, to, to desensitize them anywhere other than in virtual reality. So that's the second iteration. But primarily right now, we are actually targeting the business owners because we see that as being the market that we know, we understand, and we know how to address it. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Like any entrepreneur, right? You're going to go to the place where where you know the community, you know the people, you have Correct. those contacts, and you can really see the application of it. And so, uh, before we hit the record button again, you you know, we were talking just about uh, the both both of you were working with businesses trying to help them, and you can't have a great business if you don't have the people that are functioning at the level Correct. that they need to, and so they have to come to their to, to the work every day in a healthy state, right? So, exactly. uh, so huge financial um, payoffs for the business to really be investing in this. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I, I'm curious about um, entrepreneurs um, themselves because this is our audience. And so um, are you finding that uh, you're getting a good uptake amongst entrepreneurs themselves as well? So not only just using it for their staff, but actually uh, themselves going through some of this. Oh, definitely. Um, as we talk to entrepreneurs, there is a spark that goes Oh man, that's a great idea. And every conversation we've had, regardless of what we intended to go into the conversation with, we always end up with uh, more knowledge from somebody who knows somebody. You've got to talk to this person. Let me connect you with this person. The entrepreneur mind is a sharing mind. There's a, a lot of people out there. And I think that that's a huge difference. They're not so much siloed. They want to that's cool. Let me be part of this, this adventure with you. Who do you need? What do you need? And and that's really one of the big things that we're seeing with entrepreneurs. Love it. That's really interesting. Um, And I love the way you describe that, that a sharing mind, the entrepreneur is a sharing mind. Uh, And I I couldn't agree more. And that's what I'm finding as I'm doing the show. So this is, you know, we've done more than 200 episodes, talked to more than 200 entrepreneurs and um, everybody's just so happy to share their experiences, Mm -hmm. uh, but then also be part of other people's experiences too. And so, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised that, uh, that you're finding that. And I just love the way you described that. I'm going to have to steal that, I think. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so now, 
We share I, mine. Just please <laughs> <steal> away. <laughs> so one of the things that I teased at the very beginning uh, when I was doing the introductions is that uh, you two maybe are unlikely um, candidates for being, you know, tech moguls, uh, <laughs> right? And so, so neither one of you had a tech background, and here you are with a solution to, yeah. you know, mental health and and cognitive behavioral issues and so on that is very much planted in technology. How yes. does that happen? Gosh, <laughs> well, you know, I think like Danielle has uh, has a few kids who are interested in VR to begin with. So it was around, it was something that we kind of knew a little bit about, but I think one of the things that we have going for us is that we are, we are real business owners with success behind us in many of our endeavors. And one of the big things that we like to do is find the best people. And so finding the tech people was a big thing. We were like, let's find who we, who do we need? Who do we know that can help us? And so, you know, that was part of it is, is getting that tech team, um, along with our clinician and along with a, um, a, a CFO, we had these building blocks that we needed to make sure we had in place, but the tech team had to be there because it wasn't going to be us, yeah. but we are very creative and we've got lots of great ideas and we know people and we know how to run businesses yeah. successfully. So the rest of the package, we just had to bring in as many people that could fill those gaps. And well, and, and, and that, sorry. sorry, I was just going to ask Danielle, when it comes to the, like arriving at VR being the solution, how did that come about? Um, you know, that was, uh, we did a lot of research. We did a lot of research. I think in probably, in, in fact, probably our first year was, was researching what was available. You know, we really needed a tool that the way we looked at the business was if we were going to help people, especially in a business setting, how could we remove that individual from their current situation? How could we implant new information to them where they were in a position to be able to absorb it? How could we, again, get them back calmly into their cognitive thinking? And, and then what would have the best retention? And what would be something that would appeal to all the different learning styles? And that's essentially how we came out with virtual reality, because it doesn't matter what kind of a day you're having for those people that are out there to use virtual reality. You can be having the world's worst day, but you put a headset on and you can immediately be on a beach somewhere or you can, you know, it, it just has this way of absolutely, um, you know, removing you from your situation. And that's what we wanted, because at the end of the day, if we're putting this in front of the employers. We need there to be an, a very quick ROI, but we also need it to be effective. And so all of our experiences are less than 15 minutes, same time it, it, it uh, takes to drink a cup of coffee, but it's so immersive that that person can be a million miles away learning and then be back in the office finishing their cup of coffee 15 minutes later. Mm. Yeah, yeah, super cool. Now, one of the things that uh, I'll share with you is that when I started Ample Media 11 years ago, uh, we were just doing animated explainer videos. That's what we were doing. And I have no creativity in me, no technical abilities to create any of that stuff. And so uh, similar to you, I didn't have the technical understanding or knowledge uh, or abilities to actually create the products that we were selling essentially, or the service. Um, and there were distinct advantages in my mind to that actually. Can you share with me what you think are distinct advantages to both of you not actually being tech people? My first thought is we ask questions because we yeah. don't, and there's no fear in that. We have no fear in asking, can you do that? How about this? Can you do this? 
And so we don't have the, the limitations that sometimes is helpful. But we one thing I, I think we just asked when we sat down and had a meeting this morning with our tech team, we were asking so many questions and you could see them even thinking about we hadn't thought of it that way. Let's try this. So I think one of the benefits is that we're not going in with a solid everybody with the same knowledge place, but we're 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 curious. We're really curious and that helps. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, uh, you don't have that bias, right? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if you can relate to this, Danielle or not, but for myself as well, I couldn't be on the tools then, which meant that I really was focused on the business as opposed to the mm. doing. Do you, do you find that as well that, uh, in other ventures that you've done that, yep. that maybe because you maybe are the subject matter expert, which oftentimes we're building businesses from that yep. place. Yep. that we end up then spending too much time in that mode as opposed to the business building mode? You know, one of my favorite books that I read years ago, and I don't know if you've read it, Lance, it's called The E-Myth. And mm. it talks exactly about that. It talks about the entrepreneur that gets caught in the weeds and the entrepreneur that doesn't have the ability to grow the business because they can't pull themselves out of the basic things. And, you know, I look, and we had a conversation about this uh, today, actually, this morning, Leanne and I, you know, as owners of the company, there are many skill sets that you can buy but you really need to protect your equity. And so what are the skills within your organization that you can't do without that are absolutely must-haves because the business can't move forward? And what are those skills that you can replace if you need to replace it? And so, you know, we have recognized that there are some things we're great at. There's some things we're terrible at, you know, and, um, and the gaps in our business as entrepreneurs, because of course, you know, you only have a certain amount of money um, as an entrepreneur, we're all on a shoestring budget. You know, some of those gaps we see in our business right now are marketing. That's one of our biggest gap. You know, we mm -hmm. can do the basic stuff. We can put the LinkedIn, we can put the Facebook up and we can do the basic stuff, but we really don't have a strategy. And what does that look like? So, um, you know, yes, understanding what those gaps are, understanding what those needs are and deciding if that position needs to be an equity position or if it's a paid position. And uh, that's a conversation we have and we keep holding ourselves accountable to that. What do we need next and how are we going to grow this? And who are the right people that we need to engage and bring along with us? Mm -hmm. So now you just mentioned marketing. I might know somebody who will be able to help you with that, by the way. But anyway, uh, you mentioned that as being a potential uh, you know, gap. Um, now, in terms of thinking through, you know, we're at the beginning, we're recording this in January. So the beginning of 2023, um, for the next 12 months, maybe 24 months of growth, what do you think are going to be your biggest challenges that you're going to have to overcome? And how do you think you're going to overcome those then? Do you want to take well, that one, Leanne? <laughs> um, I will. <laughs> uh, we are getting a lot of traction and interest. So people want this product. They're, we're seeing that. We know how the plan is to, uh, to put this forward and the costs involved. It looks simple at, uh, until you start peeling the onion and seeing all the different parts of how to get, how to get this into the hands of as many people, how to ensure that it is a safe product and that the information is being retained in the, in the proper way. All of it comes down to the money side of it. So our, probably our biggest thing is that we have thought through the strategy of what is needed. It's the financial um, receiving that money to be able to, to play that out. Mm -hmm. uh, that would probably be because the players that are interested in us are, interested in distribution across North America. They're, they're not, it's not like we're, we're having a challenge knocking on doors and saying, are you interested? They're coming to us saying, we heard about you. 
So now we're in a, a situation where we want to sit down with, with people who want to go on the journey with us, understand what we're trying to achieve and to be able to help us through the financial growth of the business as well. Yeah. So on that note, are you thinking of, um, you know, doing a, a series of fundraising series at all, or uh, like, how are you going to finance the growth then, I guess? Currently, that's what we're starting now. We are just, um, just this yeah. January, we've started uh, having dialogues with investors yeah. who have come back. They, they've never walked away saying, I don't think this is a fit. They're usually sitting back going, huh? Okay, so and then they give us a few things to to work on in the in the process. Um, it's been a very interesting start to begin with, and we we hadn't done these sit down serious uh, meetings before, but we are now starting them. Yeah, yeah, and it's I mean that's the thing with any business, right? Is you have to have that runway for the development, and this is uh, definitely a development heavy. Uh, product that you're you're creating right and so uh, like any tech startup there is that need to have the funding at coming in at the right time so you don't lose the momentum and be able to capitalize on the opportunity that's right Right. here right now as we discussed you know the the world is really awakened to the idea that mental health is something we need to really take seriously absolutely and and one of the, the beauties of the type of product that we're working with is that once an experience is made it can be out there uh, duplicated uh, hundreds, millions of times over um, one experience. So the cost of creating one experience and the SaaS model um, application can definitely, you can see how this could become a very fruitful endeavor from a financial payback perspective. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, because it's not a uh, a problem that's going to be solved overnight, that's for sure. Yeah. This, is, this is something that's going to take ongoing, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm I'm curious about um, you know both of your your journeys to this point. So uh, what inspires uh, or or who inspires you both as entrepreneurs or each individually? I mean, as entrepreneurs, where do you get your inspiration um, to you know persevere in the other ventures that you've been in and start new ones and so on? Where does that inspiration originate from? You know, I read years ago, and it's really stuck with me, you know, entrepreneurs are driven by passion, but passion doesn't necessarily always need to be a positive passion. It can be a negative passion too. It can be um, a desire to see something done better because you feel like there's been injustice over here. Um, You know, and I think, I think for, I can speak for myself. I think, you know, I am absolutely passionate about mental health. I'm passionate about people. You know, I come from a family where there have been a lot of mental health challenges over the years in numerous different areas. And, uh, you know, and, and it's something that's really close to my heart. So for me, that passion, you know, my son is on the, and you talk about negative passion, which can breed into positive passion. My son is on the autism spectrum. And that is a passion. It's a passion that comes out of anger. Why me? Why does this have to happen as a parent? How are we going to deal with that? But at the end of the day, it's still passion. And I think that in this particular case, um, you know, it's the same as pulling people out of the garbage dump and wanting them to see, have successful homes. It's a passion. And, um, and you get up every morning and it doesn't matter how you feel, but you know that if you can cross that bridge 
regardless of what is underneath it, whether it be financing or whether it be gaps in marketing, but you know that if you can cross the bridge, those people that you're going to affect, is, it's going to be worth it in the end. And we've seen it in past ventures. And so this is a big one because it does touch everybody at every point, at any point in their life. How about you, Leanne? Oh, passion is definitely part of it. People, I think, is the thing that makes my world rock. Um, I've come from a family that supports, and I just am so in awe of how much that support is meant to me. Mm-hmm. I have a mother who is a is a hundred years old, and she is wow. still managing her own business. Her, and when I say that, her own accounts. Her, she has her faculties. And she has never in all the, the hundred years that she's been on this earth has never once questioned that what I was doing shouldn't be done. It was always a support of you go for it. You make that happen. I'm so proud of you. Those kinds of little things, little, little voices are huge. Um, my family, my, my, my husband, my kids, amazing. But all the people along the way, oh my gosh, you, you talked earlier about entrepreneurs when when you start getting into a sphere like working with Danielle has been like a snowball of greatness like you just bounce ideas off in and and I just can't explain how that kind of experience is is really what what keeps things going it's amazing yeah that's beautiful well said so now um Danielle I'm going to start with you first if you could write yourself a letter. This is your younger entrepreneurial self. And I know that was when you first started walking. So I yeah. probably have to be a pretty simple letter, but, but, but anyway, if you could, if you go back in time at some point in your younger yeah. uh, career of uh, entrepreneurship, what would be in that letter? What would you be saying to yourself? Wow. Um, that's a big question. <laughs> I think I would, I, there were a couple of things I'd tell myself. The first one is stick with it. You know, you can't get to the mountaintop if you're not willing to walk through the valley. So mm. it would really and truly be, you got this. It doesn't matter how good your day is. It doesn't matter how bad your day is. Tomorrow's a different day. You're going to wake up feeling different, but stick with it. Um, I think that would truly be the first thing. And then I think the second thing is, and I really believe this, and I believe this in all of my business, I don't believe in closing doors for good. You know, I've always mm. believed in that old expression, honey attracts more flies than vinegar. And so people, you know, Leanne mentioned, and she's so articulate and she mentioned, you know, her passion is fueled by people. You know, if you treat people with respect, it doesn't matter how they treat you. Obviously, you need to stand your ground when necessary, but leave the door open because you never, ever know when you're going to need that person and need to go back and tap that person on the shoulder and say, hey, you know what? I need your help. And that's where I think both of us have been very fortunate because of our networks and because we've treated people in the past well. And um, and really respected them and really um, treated them with dignity. We can then go back and say, "Hey, I need your help," and they'll go, "Yeah." So I think those are the two things that, for me, I, I don't think I would ever change. Um, and I hope that a lot of entrepreneurs out there really recognize the value of people because we see, even today, and have for many years, you know, entrepreneurs will cre- create a great widget, and they're suddenly selling the widget, and they've got a team of people. But, you know, entrepreneurs can also be emotional and suddenly those people aren't valued the way that they need to be. And your business will grow a whole lot faster if you're respecting the people you have and you're getting to know them as people and not just treating them as your employees. Yeah, 
truer words haven't been spoken, I don't think. So thank you for that, Danielle. What about you, Leanne? What would be in your letter to your younger self? Well, as soon as you said that, I was thinking, thank goodness I'm not first. Um, <laughs> thank you, Danielle. Yeah. Thanks for taking that on. Um, <laughs> but my, I, my, my mind immediately went back to my first career and standing, and it was not a positive experience. And so what would I tell that person now that I know, I know it's all been so worth it. And so part of it is a combination of that. I think Danielle used the words, um, you know, you've got this to have that mantra in your head. You'll figure out a way around it. This is a tough time right now, but you'll figure it out. It'll, it'll, you'll figure it out. The other thing that has, has been something I've developed over the years that I wouldn't have had back then is the belief to leave things better than you found it. Hmm. So, and I don't mean that, you know, if you have to leave something because that's the right thing to leave, you're not failing, but leave things better than how you found it is a yeah. responsibility. I think I'd like to leave with my younger naive self back, back in the day. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like it both. Wow. Very good. Now, if somebody wanted to reach out and learn more about VR Pathways or to connect with each of you individually, what would be the best way for them to do so? Maybe start with you, Danielle. Yeah, so we have, um, well, two ways. We have email. We always welcome, uh, we always welcome friendly emails. Um, and uh, my email is pretty easy. It's danielle at uh, vrpathways.com. And we also have a website, and the website is www.vrpathways.com. And uh, so, yeah, that's and we're on, and we're both on LinkedIn as well. So we are, we're all out there on on social media as well. So Leanne, I'd imagine it's Leanne at vrpathways.com then. Exactly, and we also, we also are on Instagram. So we would love followers as many yes, as would please share. <laughs> give us some, give us some feedback. Give us some some material. What are you needing out there, world? What would you like to see that might inspire? Yeah. We have we are on Twitter, we are on social media. Um, uh, but as as Danielle pointed out, not the the best marketing strategy. But we are we are we have we are we are out there. We are out there. Uh, you're, but yeah, Leanne, yeah, you're doing the best that you can with what you have right now. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and for those of you who are listening, if you you know feel that there is. Um, you know, some mental health concerns within your workplace or you just individually, which I would be shocked if, if you could walk away and say that there isn't, um, definitely reach out and, and give some feedback, tell these ladies what it is that you need. And, and, uh, I'm sure that they're still in that development stage. Right. And so they, they want this feedback, uh, from all of us. And so let's all grow better together, I think is really Absolutely. the key. Here. And that would yeah. be very much appreciated. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thanks. Thank yeah. You. Well, and thank you ladies for coming on the show today and sharing your entrepreneurial journeys. I really appreciate that. And for those of you who are listening and really enjoyed this episode, head over to amplifyyourbusiness.ca. That's where you're going to be able to find the archives as well as future episodes. And if you prefer the audio only version, then just head over to your favorite podcasting platform and just search Amplify Your Business and you'll be able to find us there as well. Until next time, everybody have a prosperous day. And thank you again, Danielle. And Danielle.